The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone. Thank you so much. And welcome to being an intentional spirit. And that's the reason you're here. Uh, It's one of my favorite words um, in my new book, Being a Difference Maker. I think it's one of the most important things that we can be as an intentional spirit we have we intend and it's more than vision boards and goals and all those things are so necessary to give an imprint to the universe of what we are realizing in our potential yet intentional is keep walking forward and not waiting until something changes or you're more inspired or on the other side of what you're figuring out because you'll be living in the waiting room of the universe before you know it. And so uh, one of the things that I feel is part of the foundation of unity and with the founders of unity is they believed in such potential, uh, certainly related within a spiritual essence called unity, but as a physical essence of uh, taking care of one's body, one's being, for we carry um, this energy around us wherever we go. And our, our physical body is our, our bicycle, our car, uh, how we carry our soul around. And it is very important. And in some cases, um, an immense priority to how we are and live with our vibratory field. So um, I feel very strongly about it, having years of taking my physical being for granted It has nothing to do with my age. It has everything to do with um, wanting to be vibrant. And so I thank Charles and Myrtle for all of the things that they did. And uh, to me, that's a part of often overlooked. They doubled their life expectancy. They exceeded miracles when it came to their physical well-being. So we brought in an expert, and she has been with us the past two weeks, Dr. Debbie Roche. And she is with us in her grand finale today. So uh, a lot of uh, intro there, uh, Dr. Debbie, but I I do think it's important um, for us to be aware of taking care of our physical being because you can be as spiritual as you can see stars and angels and talk to dead people. And yet if you don't take care of your physical being, well, you can only get by so far. So thank you for being on our show. Delighted that you are here and you've been giving us a wealth of information uh, over these last two weeks. And um, I think Jeff and I have enjoyed it. Haven't we, Jeff? (laughs) So yes, we have. So here we are. And um, it's all yours. Thank you so much, Reverend Temple. It is an honor to be on your show and it is an honor to uh, be a part of First Unity and your your spiritual community and all that you have taught us along the way. And um, this is one of my absolute favorite topics and um, 
you know, spiritual healing and intuitive healing is one of those things that I feel is the foundation of real evolution and real progress when it comes to physical healing. And um, last week we talked about how the importance of the mind and the metaphysics of emotion and how that impacts our physical body and um, our overall vibration and how our mindset deeply impacts our ability to evolve and commit to a healing path. And so one couple of the things that I, I wanted to uh, speak about <clears throat> was this concept of healing as a spiritual empowerment journey and, um, and how in, our intuition plays into that. You know, over, over the weekend, Reverend Temple, I, um, I was very much called to uh, pick up your book and start reading it again. And um, I was so, um, it, it's such a, a beautifully written book and it has so many great tools and, and, and spiritual information in it. And, um, you know, you, you often talk about the, our, our GPS and um, our connection to the divine. And one of the questions I always wanted to ask you was, how did your intuitive ability develop? Um, you know, I think one of the things not to, um, sound like I'm one upping you or, or not, I, I think I would like to say that it's not developed, it's used. And mm -hmm. because I think it's important for everybody to realize that everybody has it. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's, it's more like, um, you know, I discovered in the, between uh, being an all-American softball player and an army reservist that girl, I can get, I got me some arm muscles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. yes, you <laughs> I do. I have got yes. some muscles. You've seen them. I mean, they're like bulgy yes. muscles. But anyway, mm -hmm. back to you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I have these muscles. And yet, if I don't use them, if I don't use them, they atrophy. They aren't going so well. And so we are all born with intuition. The secret is using it, creating the space to listen. Now, it could be because at five, I had spirit speak to me at five years old and tell me, a plan or part of what my life path would be. And I think another part of that is that I was rebellious. Um, we didn't use the word dysfunction back then, but I didn't trust the people because uh, I wasn't impressed with the way they lived. I didn't listen to them. So I listened to the wellspring inside myself. And so that is the space. It's like that muscle that I'm aware that I have it and when I use it and when I work out with a little weight and a little bit of tension, it is beautiful how it works for me. When I don't use it, it doesn't. And so it's called, um, it's likened to what we would say in New Thought, you know, just like tithing um, when we say, well, the Bible says, test me. So intuition is like, test me, but it's about being aware enough that when you got the message 
uh, don't leave yet. I would give yourself 20 more minutes before you leave the house. And you hear this voice and you go, I got to go now. I'm hurry. I'm in busy. Uh, I don't want to be late and all that. And then are you aware enough that when you then ran into a situation that you're able to go, gosh, if only I had listened. And it's about knowing better and doing better, isn't it? So that's the space for me is that it's prove me. So when you get these messages, honor them so they can prove to you that you're spot on. You're absolutely spot on. And um, there's been so many times, I mean, I, we can't do a show long enough for me to tell you the number of times that when I've um, gotten the message, pick up the phone and call somebody, uh, or don't call that person today, or don't go that way, go this way. And then I would find out later they had a, a large pileup as far as an accident. So I can't imagine not listening to intuition. But because we're talking about health, if I may, um, and I haven't even had that much coffee today, by the way, but I was just excited about the show. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you the number of times that I went to a physician who told me that I needed to have surgery or I needed to do X, Y, and Z. And, my, and I'm talking as a teenager, okay? And then going into my early 20s, and I said, that doesn't feel right, and I'm not doing that. And I didn't. Um, a final note with intuition is and being having the pleasure of being a woman. Uh, when I was coming up on my 40s, I can't tell you how many people meaning well would say, oh, man, you're getting ready to come into that, you know, menopause thing. Too long of a pause between men and, you know, and you're going to have this and you're going to have that. You're going to have that. Well, my intuition told me told me that it was going to be simple. And you know what? It always has been. So mm -hmm. we underestimate the power of our own inner wisdom. We talk about it. We talk about mm -hmm. going inside and, and we give great speeches about that, but it's the listening and activating the listening with an action that makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. Is that helpful? Yes, very much so. You know, I, <clears throat> I've studied science my whole life, and I'm, I'm a great, I have a great love of cells and, and the human body and science and research and, you know, spend a lot of my time there. But when it, when it has been me and when it has been um, in situations where, you know, I have gone to many, many doctors and, um, you know, for many, many different types of diagnoses, um, and I would, I would not hear a lot of hope. And I would sit there, and I was so grateful that I had, I had so obsessively studied biochemistry and I've always been kind of nerdy and I've always loved, um, you know, biochemistry mechanisms and nutrition and, and cellular dynamics. And, and so I, I would sit in front of many, many doctors and I would think, huh, I wonder if, um, you know, and whether it be right or not, I would always, you know, ask them simple questions about cells and biochemistry to see what, you know, what angle, you know, and, and kind of where they were coming from. And they never, a lot of times they, they wouldn't give me the, ans the, the answer that I knew was kind of the correct one in some ways. 
not to say, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an integrative doctor and I, I believe in Western medicine and, and natural medicine and spiritual medicine. Um, so I respect, you know, everyone in different professions, but it really was my intuition like you that basically said, you know, this, you know, certain, certain healing pathways, they, these are not for me at this time, you know, and then I would, uh, and, and they were kind of some really grave diagnoses and, and things that nobody was um, giving me hope for in any way. And so I would, you know, that's when I would go to source and I'd go to my intuition and, um, you know, and ask, you know, what, what should be my next move? And sometimes it was really simple. Sometimes it was, you know, drink enough water, you know, listen to this spiritual, you know, spiritual affirmation track or do breath work or meditation or get yourself out in the sunlight. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't profound, the things that I heard, but, you know, I, I learned quickly over time that um, if I listened to my intuition, good things happened. If I didn't listen to my intuition, then a two by four would come and I'd be knocked down somehow. And so, um, you know, as I, you know, I, I started noticing my intuitive gift when I was really, really young. And um, home for me was not a safe place. So I spent a lot of time away from home. There was um, sexual abuse going on and a few other things. My mother was schizophrenic. And so it wasn't always um, a safe place to be. And so I learned to kind of navigate um, being away from the house um, with this intuitive voice in my mind that was kind of like an intuitive parent when I didn't really have um, uh, parents at that time in some ways to kind of guide me. So it always kept me safe. And and so, you know, as I've grown through my teenage years and a lot of, you know, chaos in my home life and, um, you know, going through college and then, you know, pursuing different careers, it really always was the intuitive voice that um, kind of kept me aligned and safe and moving forward no matter what it, what it is. And so now when I work with people, whether it be, you know, intuitive development students or, or people co- wellness coaching in different ways or, or even when people, you know, are, are you know, coming to me as patients and trying to make um, health decisions, you know, I'm a, I'm a really big believer in education and laying it out on the table. But in the end, I always encourage people, always go with your intuition. And, and whether that be Western medicine or Eastern or spiritual, uh, I'm a big believer that it's our intuition that always leads us to our best, um, to our best answer. And so, yeah, um, so I just can't imagine living this life without it. It would, um, it would spare a lot of divorces, um, a lot of health issues, um, career choices and all kind of things. It's just the refusal to listen. And of course, you know, creating a sense of being grounded to sit with things and listen is very powerful as well. But I, I, I you know, I, I can't tell you the, the kind of um, things that I have avoided um, by going with that gut feeling, you know, that instinctive feeling it's uh, life altering. And I think that's why we're here with the unity radio show, you know, because I believe that that's what Myrtle did is she went with her gut feeling. She didn't go with what people told her because people only tell you what you, they know and what they know is limited to their experiences. Even when we live life with what we know. Okay. We're only going with our past experiences or what we have read. Whereas the future of ourselves 
is coming from within, with intuition and, and those instincts. Yes, very, very much so. Oh, go ahead. You know, one of the things I, I remember very clearly when I walked into First Unity the first few times um, was when you got up on stage, you always connected to your intuition first. And then you delivered um, the sermon for the day or, or the spiritual teaching for the day. You know, and, and back then, that was actually what brought me to First Unity Spiritual Campus. And, and I was so, um, I felt so much at home because it was the first time I had ever encountered um, spiritual teachings that brought up intuition and brought up what a gift it is in, in so many different ways in life. And so I was always—I I always have been so grateful that um, the spiritual community uh, that you, that you have built and that you have have, have taught so many leaders that have walked through that community. You know, first and foremost, you've always taught that, and I've always been very grateful because it helped, it allowed me to embrace my own intuition and see it um, not as kind of an odd thing or a a different thing, but really, um, you know, embracing the type of gift that it really is. And well, so, uh, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I mean, you know, that's, that's why I say that, you know, certified and dignified are two different things. There's a lot of people that have permission to be a practitioner, a healer, an orator, <clears throat> an instructor, but often they learn from book learning, <clears throat> some life experience and, and their their teachers, you know, and where your work becomes dignified is not to be full of yourself, but to be full of spirit, where your work becomes dignified and where you own it and you feel that is that internal branding that it is the work that you came here to do. And um, many people have the tendency to go in the paradigm that's already there. And, um, and this is related to, to the physical being. But, you know, for example, I remember years ago, a minister came here. He um, was being recruited here. And he said, I was so excited to talk to you because I want to see what the job description was of the person you know, before me and what he did. And I said, well, we won't be talking about that. More than likely, if he really liked what he was doing, he still might be here and you're not him and he's not you. So, you know, it's going to be more what you shape shift here. And, um, and that's very hard for people who aren't trailblazers um, and living in the infinity possibility. And the same is true with one's physical being. So many people relate where they are physically, what they have going on, how much energy they have, um, their immune system and everything to their parents, right? What their parents mm -hmm. had going on, the issues their parents had going on. And you can develop and affirm yourself into being just that time and time again, you can be aware of it. You can use wisdom, but ask your intuition. Is this my path? More often than not, you'll get the, the word. No, that's very true. That's very true. You know, I, I believe that 
we come into this world and we and we absorb so many of our parents um belief systems the good and the bad um sometimes their criticism and and negativity and also their their loves and their likes and dislikes you know and part of you know stepping up into our own selves is kind of shedding what what parts of of our parents are not us and um you know, I, 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 my, my dad is very non-metaphysical. My mother was actually very, very um, faith-based and spirit-based, but she was um, very ill my entire life. So, you know, she, she taught us great love and great faith, but she didn't have a lot of um, life skills to teach. And so, you know, so a lot of this, a lot of times when I, when I encounter people that are struggling with their health or their emotional health or their uh, spiritual selves or whatever it may be, that it, it is oftentimes some type of block within, whether it be shame or lack of self-love or releasing some of their, you know, parental energies out of their hearts and their bodies and their spirits. Um, you know, and oftentimes that's where the intuitive, um, intuitive readings can come in and intuitive work really comes in, is that when, when, when we're stuck, whether it be physically not getting better or emotionally not, not, not being able to, to, to pivot and, and move forward or whatever it might be, there's oftentimes some type of block. And, um, you know, I have found, and I've been very, very grateful for my intuitive gifts both personally and with working with people, is that often the block can be either really, really subtle and, and easily missed, or it can be something that the person already knows that they need to change. And so, you know, our, our intuition, and, you, and you, you spoke a lot about it in your book, actually, in different ways, that, you know, spirit and God and the divine or the universe or how everybody, how, or how, uh, however people label that energy and that wisdom it's always kind of pointing us in, in a certain direction. And if we're able to embrace the courage to take the steps towards it, that's usually when things get better. But when we're, we're not able to, whether that be fear of being seen for who we are or fear of being different or fear of going against the, the standard normal or whatever it might be, that's when people when, – but both what I've seen in myself and the people that I've worked with, that's when they they remain stuck is when they're not able to either hear and listen to their own voice, but most importantly, um, not being able to take action on it. And I know that you are big on action, Reverend Temple. <laughs> yes, we are. There's no no point. Otherwise, it's just a um, who was it that used to say it? Oh, this wonderful, <clears throat> wonderful coach, um, Chandra Alexander. Uh, she writes sometimes for uh, Oprah, Oprah's magazine. And she says that a, a great idea not acted upon is, is no different than an insight over happy hour or something like that. She said it better. <laughs> I definitely know that she said it better, but um, it's escaping me at the moment. I haven't told it in a long time. But um, yeah, it's it's so true and it's it's very important. Um, I think we have so much to do with um, you know choices when it comes to our immune system, 
our community are in that space. There's so much to be done, especially during these times of inviting people to listen to themselves um, rather than just being bombarded with information that may or may not be accurate. And um, we, we, we must raise our awareness, you know, in that way for sure. Um, so all that said, um, one of the things I've enjoyed about seeing how you work with other people is that people will ask for your advisement with the word doctor in front. And, um, and that being said, you always say at the end, however, I believe that your own intuition, you want to be open to that because if it gives you a different direction, that's what you need to pay attention to. And I must say that I have been with uh, health practitioners and healers all my life and shamans and all of that because I've rarely ever gone the traditional route. I don't recall anybody ever saying that. So that to me is a sign of immense maturity. And I really praise you for that. I, I really do. I'd love to see more people out in the field traditionally and not to be able to say, this is how the test comes. This is what this is. This is what that is. But also make sure your intuition is wanting to go this direction as well. What a world it would be. Can you imagine? Yes, very true. You know, I, I've been in the world of academia and research and learning my whole life. I was a teacher for many years before becoming a doctor. And um, one of the things I always noticed was that um, everybody thought that they were right. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, the, the research of things and, you know, the dedication to creating research and um, evidence-based um, types approach to healing and medicine or whatever it might be. But when I walk through several of my own healing uh, bottoms and healing crises in some ways, <clears throat> you know, for me, the science didn't really help me much. And, you know, I, I respect everybody that dedicates their, their life to learning and teaching and healing and medicine. I believe they're all, you know, they all have... Um, we want to hear more about that when we come back after this short break. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and be sure and check out VibrantUWellness.com. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The Voice of an Awakening World. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much. Um, we've been talking these last three weeks about a subject that I feel is very important, and that is uh, being in your body and being vibrant. Um, not just getting by, um, not hoping that one day when you're older that you'll still be healthy and all that mumbo jumbo, but a clear, precise blueprint within your own consciousness 
that states that you will be forever young and you will be ageless. You're gonna, you are gonna age, but you'll never get old unless you buy into ideas or unless you accept somebody else's DNA that's doing and never asking, that it's not your own. But that being stated and that being said, uh, you're here to be vibrant. You're here to make a mighty noise into the Lord and into the law. And if you're not, you want to ask yourself, what path are you aligning with? That being said, we've brought in a specialist. This, this is the third week, Dr. Debbie Roche, who specializes in, in the brain, in science, and intuition, and chiropractic, and acupuncture, and uh, the list goes on. But you can find her by going to vibrantyouwellness.com. That's vibrantyouwellness.com. I want to thank all of you for your participation, and you can tune in to me anytime at templehaze.com. Love hearing from you and knowing what you're up to and shows that you would like to see us doing. And so many blessings. And so, Debbie, you have much to share. So uh, continue on. <laughs> Thank you so much, Reverend Temple. Um, I wanted to mention how healing experiences can often be spiritual empowerment journeys. And, um, and the experience, even though it may take us to the bottom in some ways, it's often there where we can clear what is not needed or nurturing in our lives, and then we can kind of refine ourselves and clarify within ourselves what's really important and also what we really want to do in our lives in terms of service and getting out there and showing up in, in our, our brightest and best ways. Um, you know, I, um, <clears throat> I'm a really big believer in... Um, doing everyday wellness things to support our immune systems and our wellness and our physical bodies. And a lot of um, people I don't really see out there, uh, they're not really talking about the nervous system and the importance that it plays um, in every area of, of health and life. And so I wanted to just briefly mention the importance of our nervous system and its connection to the, the energies and, and kind of the, the metaphysics of things, because I feel that, um, you know, a lot of, you know, the reason why meditation and breath work and acupuncture and chakra alignment actually greatly impact the physical body is, is it, those modalities of their impact on the nervous system. And, you know, our nervous system is our brain and, and all of the nerves that come from the brain that runs through our spine and that connects to our, connects to our organs and our adrenals and, and many different areas of our body that regulate the stress response. But that once, once we are able to really start um, connecting to the silent, um, clear space inside, that has a direct impact on our nervous system. And then what happens is that it down-regulates the nervous system and can down-regulate the stress response. And a lot of people, you know, the stress response, the stress response and the adrenal HPA axis, those are things that, you know, um, modern medicine and, and, and health education in general really don't um, showcase very well because, you know, our adrenals and our, our, our stress system, you know, impacts every single system of the body. And um, it impacts every single cell because um, our stress systems actually regulate so many hormones. 
And so it's, it's, it's interesting to me is that, you know, as I, I've learned how to calm down my own mind and create kind of a spiritual sanctuary inside my mind and, and able to kind of, you know, clear my thoughts and to connect to, um, you know, to more the spiritual realm, the more spiritual energy type of things. What I have found is that my own health has also greatly improved and also my intuitive, intuitive um, ability has also in, improved greatly as well. And so, you know, a lot of people, I just encountered one last week that has gone to Western, uh, uh, Western, Western medicine doctors um, his whole life and then had a Reiki treatment and had amazing, amazing um, symptom reduction from one Reiki treatment. And, and so I was just discussing with him how when our energy systems both our chakra system and our meridian system, when they become aligned, then the nervous system, the brain registers that as um, less stress. And then that impacts our, our entire, almost, you know, almost every area of our, of our bodies because of that decrease in stress. And, and so um, I'm a big believer that the energetic realm and, and our energy centers and our meridians and our connection to being able to calm our minds and, um, you know, it, but not only to embrace spiritual energy and um, divine energy outside of ourselves and also the connection within ourselves when we're able to really connect in a, in a consistent way to that clear space and really dedicate time to improving and elongating that kind of that, that, um, that spiritual space inside where our intuition can step in. That's where I feel that um, not only uh, do people embrace their own level or greater levels of empowerment and self and clarity, but they're able to connect to their intuition even more. And so when people start working with me in the different wellness programs that I offer and the people that really are um, really dedicating themselves to the program, what happens is that as their cells start to align, and as they, um, as their body is start, starting to get the nourishment that, that it needs, and the people that do chiropractic and the acupun- acupuncture part of it too, what happens is that as their bodies start coming into alignment, they'll often go through an emotional, um, an emotional healing uh, experience where their body and cells will start releasing old trauma energy and, and, and old energy that, that it doesn't want uh, there anymore. And so as that happens, they're... Uh, personal vibration, their vibrational frequency of their entire body and their entire selves start to increase. And as that happens, their intuition starts exponentially um, improving and getting better. And once I see people getting to that level, then I feel like not that my work is done, but that we've hit a, hit a greater plateau um, of spiritual empowerment and, and kind of helping the person claim their selves. Because once they're able to connect to their intuition, then they're not, they're not necessarily looking to me as much for the answers. And so a part of the work that I do is certainly education. You know, I, it's, so there are some fundamental health things that greatly help people in their process, not only the, their physical process, their emotional process, and their, their, their wellness and spiritual process. Um, but af- after a while, you know, once the foundational basics are learned and, and they're really in the flow, then after a while, they start, you know, uh, hearing their intuition clear and they start making 
their um, their life choices based on you know their their intuitive connection, which is always the goal for me. Um, and so in in my uh, my book, The Joy Matrix, I wrote the book as a uh, a life wellness personal empowerment and healing uh, reference book. And this uh, book represents uh, my own personal walk, and it's based in the concepts of metaphysics and this idea of vibrational frequency, and that each of us has a composite vibrational frequency that's impacted by many different areas of life. Of course, there's the things we eat and the physical things we do for our body and, you know, our cells and nutrition, also the thoughts we think and um, clearing things like shame or self-sabotage, or whatever those lower vibration, more mental constructs um, exist. Uh, also, you know, you know, relationships, uh, choosing, you know, healthy people to connect to and share share our hearts, and um, and to be safe in sharing our hearts. And also many different areas like organization and um, you know, and spiritual connection. There are a couple of my favorite tools in there. Um, you know, I, I'm a big believer in prayer, not just in um, you know, just the idea of prayer, like God help me, but also, you know, I feel it's about the universe spiritually listening to my heart and something about that always, um, always, um, just means something a great deal to me. So even, even if I'm maybe in a moment of disbelief, just going through the, the motions of prayer in a consistent way always helps my heart feel better. Um, also, you know, connecting to certain spiritual uh, places and spaces outside in a consistent way has always been very helpful in kind of enhancing my connection to spirit, especially if I'm not in the mindset. Um, you know, certainly meditation. My mind has always been very, very busy naturally. And so uh, I've learned that in the beginning, I, I was not able to really sit still and meditate. So I would walk and meditate. So I started kind of in a different way. So I would start with walking meditation or movement meditation, kind of like yoga. And then after a while, um, I was able to sit more still and to really uh, create longer and longer periods of that clear mind space. And the more that I was able to, to do that, the more uh, my intuitive um, connection would kind of kick in into that, that clear space. Um, you know, I, I believe that everybody has the ability, their uh, intuitive ability. And I believe it's in, in that um, space of intuitive connection and intuitive clarity that we're able to make the best choices for ourselves and to get clarity on the most perfect next action, especially when we're in uh, periods of transition or, or, um, or time periods of fear or ambiguity in our own lives. And so um, I, I believe that, well, the joy matrix, the joy matrix was one of those things in my life that, uh, I thought about for many, many years, and, um, you know, every single tool it has 77 tools in the book, and um, it can be used for anybody struggling with addiction or walking through uh, the experience of, of healing trauma. That's one of my areas that I most love to research and, um, and to work with. Um, and it really is um, a reference manual. So if, if somebody only has two minutes, they can open the book up and read a tool, and not just what the tool is, but why it works. And um, I've used every single one of these tools, and they've certainly uh, transformed my own life and have brought me out of many, many dark places and re some really bad bottoms. And so, um, you know, I, I, I've gotten some really great feedback on the book, and in the back is my own personal story. 
And so I am, um, uh, and even the, the every, and I, I do want to mention that this book was um, 100% intuitively derived. And what that means is that um, even the structure of the book in terms of um, how, how I laid out the information, the image on the front of the cover, I actually kept seeing that image um, psychically. And I, 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 I was like, how am I ever even going to, you know, tell, explain what this image is to a graphic designer? And I was so surprised that the graphic designer um, on the first try almost got the image perfect. And so um, this is uh, when I look at the book, it makes me so happy that it's out of my brain and into, into life somehow, you know. So um, I, um, you know, I was so excited um, about part three of our series. And, you know, I, I really feel that um, spiritual connection and spiritual healing and our intuitive connection and intuitive healing for me has always been the foundation. You know, when we walk through a, a, um, a very scary and sometimes very life-limiting uh, healing experience, it can be terrifying and it can be, um, it can turn your world upside down. It can be very lonely and very, um, uh, can be dark at times too, because there's not a lot of hope depending on um, what healing practitioner you go to. You know, and it has been in, in those moments where I had to, you know, reach for something bigger than the science and bigger than my fear and bigger than my disbelief in, you know, things getting better. And it was, you know, really my, um, my spiritual um, connection and my faith above all else. You know, faith, faith has always been my favorite word. I hope to get that word tattooed on me somewhere in my lifetime. Um, but that, you know, when we are walking through um, situations where, uh, that are laced with so much fear and, and not a lot of hope, it really is our faith and our commitment to that faith and our commitment to a bigger picture for our lives and, the, and what we're, we want to do here on earth. I believe that that's what cares, carries us through when there's no other hope anywhere else. And so, you know, my... Probably my, my two favorite um, tools for uh, being able to hear my intuition. Um, one is journaling. I always, you know, when I've been most scared or, or most alone or walking through some of the scariest um, health experiences, I went through two brain injuries, actually, that were terrifying, um, that, um, you know, it is in those sacred spaces of, of being able to write out my thoughts and and ask my intuition, what am I most meant to to um, to learn here or, you know, is everything going to be okay? And, you know, cause my, my mind is certainly not my friend in those moments. And so, um, you know, in my writings, you know, my, in my, over time, uh, my grandmother would step into my writing and I would hear her through my words. And that was my first real experience with my uh, intuitive connection. It was in my mid twenties when that started to happen and, um, or that level of clarity. And so, you know, I'm always amazed that, um, you know, my guides and my and, and my uh, my guides and my angels really step in so strongly through journaling and and, and that the journaling process and the writing process um, helps me greatly. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the the, the, the best tool for somebody else. Maybe it's, it's potentially painting or um, you know doing something with clay or some type of of creative um, energy flow activity. Because I feel it's when we are connecting to 
you know, our, our creativity with the openness and, and kind of, you know, um, whether it be subconsciously or consciously asking source to come through with greater information, I feel that as we commit to, to some type of um, spiritual creative activity that our intuitive um, ability and clarity gets better and better. And I know, Reverend Temple, you mentioned at the beginning of the show that, you know, the more that we take action on what we're hearing and the more that we see that the, the spiritual action that we're taking, um, you know, is good and benefits us in some way and makes things better, that's how we grow spiritual muscles. And, um, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been knocked down enough to um, really respect um, the spiritual message that my intuition brings and to honor it and to take action uh, because I've, I've learned to be really, really humble and, and to, to listen because I don't want to get knocked down again. Um, but um, I'm trying to think of any other tools. I know that you mentioned in your book you used to have a, um, a radio show based on on teaching tools and so i thought what are some of my best um tools you know uh, in terms of spiritual healing and so um are there any any great tools reverend temple that you would like to add in terms of, of spiritual intuitive tools wow well there uh there's just so many really um Yeah, I, 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 I feel that sometimes with the uh, physical dimension and the, uh, the health and the emotional component that, that we're talking about, you know, there's, if you decide to, if you collective you as a person out there, you know, you decide to go on a date and you feel, you know, like there's a connection and then, okay, then maybe a kiss goodnight and I'm not going to elaborate because... <laughs> We could open up a whole door and I may, I may get myself in trouble, you know, before it's all over. But my point being that you, you step out, you go into an action. Now, what happens often with the emotional body, the mental body, or the physical dimension is that, well, I guess with any of them really, is that you're moving the intangible to the tangible. Mm-hmm. And that that can be, you know, it's like the difference between the one person that achieved the four minute mile and the person that did not was just a few more minutes that was willing to do something. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. that's the part that, you know, when you're working with a practitioner or you're working with a therapist or you're working with somebody we, we tend to, as a culture, want these quick, fixes. There is instantaneous healing. Our consciousness can shift instantaneously, but I still feel like at times we're not able to short circuit the work. In other words, you know, you may set out to be um, 25 pounds lighter just because you made the decision to do so and you had an instantaneous healing that says i no longer i now want to be this new ideal size there's still the space to hold that you don't give up before you see the results and often mm-hmm. i think that happens too quickly that people go oh i don't really see any difference or whatever 
and yada, 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 yada. I think I'll just write a country song instead and, and not give the opportunity for that, that space to occur. Because when you set that imprint in motion, and that's one of the biggest spiritual tools is the power of the I am. And you set that in motion, you allow the space for things to come uh, and find you and, and they will. Mm -hmm. But if you short circuit it, are you looking for a quick fix? Um, you may not be as, a, as pleased with the results that you would have achieved mm -hmm. for things that are lasting things that are lasting. You know, we, we have people that will put their name on a business card for those people that still use them, put their name on a business card because they took a two weekend retreat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yet, yeah. you know, I, I look at in my years of studying shamanism, we're talking 10 years and I'm still mm -hmm. studying it. You, you understand that? Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's like, um, I, I, I guess the bigger picture is that the spiritual maturity is not a person that measures life by human time, but by soul time. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, very, very true. Go ahead. Because soul time is, this is just the beginning. <laughs> We've only just begun. There's no race. There's except the human one, and there's no hurry, really. Mm -hmm. in, in your book, you really talked about the, um, you said it very eloquently, and um, I don't remember the exact words, but you really, it was that once you set the purity of your intention with your whole heart, that's when the universe aligns with that energy, and that's when, when things show up to help you reach you know, the, the end goal of that purity of the intention. And, you know, I, I see that a lot. And, and, um, you know, many of the people that I work with, the people that are, you know, wholeheartedly committed to healing and they really, really believe in that healing. Those are the people that most of the time are successful, even more successful than I ever thought they could be. And so, you know, I, I see it time and time again, about the the power of that intention whether that be in physical healing or emotional healing or career or, or personal goals or whatever it might be you know the you know the the spiritual principles that we we live by really it really is about visualizing the what what we're wanting and believing it emotionally and, and the vibration of what that brings into our sphere and then when, you know, when we are able to really commit to that vibration and that vision, then we're able to take the actions and to, or more easily take the actions. And then oftentimes the universe steps up to help us. So absolutely. I really am a huge believer in that, in that purity of setting that intention. Um, and I'm trying to think of any, any other, uh, you know, tools that I most love. I, I, I love the actual uh, angel cards. I feel that, you know, for, for people that are new and in intuitive development that are just kind of learning about incorporating more intuitive um, type things into their lives and their consciousness, I believe that the uh, intuitive cards are, are an easy way to kind of carry spirit with you on an everyday basis. And there have been many, many times in the beginning when I was just kind of learning them 
and playing around with them. But they have been incredibly helpful as I've grown in my intuitive development journey. And, um, you know, that and certainly meditation books that have the daily reading of meditation and, and certainly, you know, certain recordings that help the mind. I feel that, you know, the mind is um, one of those things that can throw up a lot of fear in moments when um, things are a little bit um, not clear. And in your book, you mentioned the the shield. Um, it was the uh, the it was a spiritual shield to use when fear creeps up. And I thought that was such a, a wonderful uh, tool in terms of, of how to manage fear. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's, um, well, it's when you create your own imagery and you mm-hmm. create your own, um, you know, symbol for something, it has great power in your life because it came from you. So years ago, when I used to have this immense danger of fear, I would visualize holding up a shield in my mind and it would dissipate the fear. And that's, you know, definitely a process of things that are your stopping point that you create imagery to dissipate it. Because if you try to think it away, it increases and that's what happens. Mm -hmm. And speaking of increasing, well, we'll have to increase with another show because we're, we've ran out of time. I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening and, and being a participant with this um, wise energy that we've been bringing today from Dr. Debbie Roach and her website is vibrantuwellness.com. I trust all of you will continue to have an amazing journey on this adventure we call life. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Mediumship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.